Hello to all from my podcast Women's Wellness Stories with me Dr. Roshni Rohit. Today I would like to talk about one of the simplest fertility treatments IUI. So what is IUI? That's the layman term a short form for it. The full form would be intrauterine insemination and it is just as its name suggests being a processed sample of the male partner's sperm directly into the female partner's uterus. So who IUI is for? These are in cases where the male sperm count is less, their motility is less or in some cases they don't have sperms at all. So in those cases we would like to go for donor sperm. So in that case we do do IUI. When there is a male infertility, there is a low uh, motility, there is a morphology is not in favor. There are quite few issues in the morphology of the sperm. And the sperm count is less than 20 million. So what happens is a sperm count has to be between 10 to 20 million for us to even do an IUI. So the post-wash sperm will generally be at least 10 million for us to go ahead with the procedure. When there is unexplained fertility where everything is normal between both of them but they are not able to conceive, mucus of the women produces a lot of thick discharge. So because of the discharge, the sperms will be killed at the entrance of the uterus itself. So because of which the sperm will not be able to enter. That's another reason. And there is any problem in the cervical canal where there is not a direct entry, where the sperm cannot directly go into the uterus. For UI to happen, from the female side, her uterus should be normal, her bilateral tubes should be patent, she should be having ovulation happening, the cervical canal being the mouth of the uterus should as far as possible be patent. That means where we can easily put the IUI catheter inside. So these are the few things from the female side. From the male side, as I said, the reasons for doing the IUI would again be uh, most probably it goes down the semen analysis. Now, how do you give semen analysis? There should be a minimum one to three days of absence before you give your sample for semen analysis. Based on that report is when we will decide whether the person is eligible for IUI or no. In your semen analysis, your sperm count should be at least between 10 to 20 million and we call something called as a post-wash sperm count. In that, it should be at least 10 million. Now, how does it make getting pregnant any different from the couple naturally trying? So what we do in this is, so on the day of ovulation or the day that we plan to do the IUI, we ask the husband, the male partner to go and give the semen sample to the lab. Now once they take the semen sample, they run the semen sample, that's called as washing the sample. So what they do is the best quality of them will be filtered out, they will be put into a test tube and given back to the male partner. The whole thing will take about an hour. So once we have the sample, we will have to put it into something called as an IUI catheter and that catheter is introduced directly into the uterus of the woman and then the sperm is pushed inside. So what happens in this procedure is we know for sure that the sperm has gone inside the uterus. So we have we can bypass if there is any problem in the cervix or cervical mucosa and we know the quality of sperm that has gone is also better than the normal amount. And for the female partner, we induce them. So we can have natural cycle IUI or we can have an induced cycle IUI. Natural cycle IUI has a 5 to 7 percent success rate and an induced cycle IUI will have somewhere between 14 to 18 percent success rate. So what do we do? For the women from day 2 or day 3 of the cycle, they are given tablets or injection to stimulate and a follicular monitoring is done from day 8 or day 10 of their cycle on every alternate day until the day comes when it ruptures. Now either it ruptures on its own or if it's reached a particular size, we give something called as a trigger injection and make it rupture. So once it's ruptured, we do the IUI. Basically it's done on the same day or within the first 24 hours. And apart from that, we also ask the patient to try every alternate day on, in, on their own for the rest of the week. 
So this is the basic concept. Once the IUI is done, the woman has to take rest about 15 to 20 minutes. The whole procedure itself will take 5 minutes to do the IUI, 15-20 minutes rest after that, followed by progesterone medication for the next 15 days. Now the advantage of IUI is it is cheaper. It will hardly cost you somewhere between 4,000 to 5,000 rupees and there is no downtime so you can you don't have to miss work you can just come get the procedure done wait for 20 minutes and go back and there's no other restrictions like you have to be in bed rest or you can't walk none of that is there so 15 days post iui we ask the patient to do a urinary pregnancy test that being positive congratulations and that being negative we ask them to come back we wait for them to get their periods and we try another cycle of iui the next cycle we can do say about two to three cycles of IUI. Generally, I would not prefer doing more three cycles of IUI. We have seen patients who have had 10 or 11 cycles of IUI. Three and then we can take maybe a break of one or two months and do another three cycles, but maximum would be six. Not advise more than six cycles of IUI. These are for cases where we don't know why they are not able to get pregnant when everything is normal. When we already know what is the issue, then it's only three cycles of IUI. And then we move on to either a laparoscopy or a hysteroscopic surgery or an IVF or an ICSI. Whatever would help the patient get pregnant sooner. Again, there's something called as a single IUI and a double IUI. So in a single IUI, we do it only once in that cycle. In a double IUI, once we have done the IUI, the next day, that is after 24 hours, the same procedure is repeated again. This is just to increase our chances. So with a single IUI, if you have around 18% as your success rate, with a double IUI, you would have around 20 to 23% as your success rate. Success rate is more in patients who are within 30 or at least within 35. More than 35 years of age, we are not able to get so much of success rate. And there are no particular risks involved in IUI because it's a very safe procedure. When done hygienically, you do not have any other uh, issues. What happens if the IUI fails? If the IUI fails, as I said, we'll be doing two or three more attempts. Now we have seen, see, usually say 10 patients come, come to you at the same time for a fertility treatment. So say three or four of them will get pregnant by uh, follicular monitoring itself. Another two or three may require IUI. So out of 10, hardly one or two will actually end up needing IVF. And that is the probability of pregnancy also in IUI. Now, would an IUI baby be different from a normal conception? Would you have more risk during pregnancy? That's a very common question that is asked. No. So this is very close to your natural way of conception. So the baby that you get pregnant with will follow the same thing, same procedure as how you would, have, you would have followed if you had gotten pregnant on your own. You won't be needing extra supplements. You won't be needing bed rest. You can just continue the pregnancy normally. And yes, you can try for normal delivery also. It doesn't mean that if you are IUI pregnancy, you need to definitely go for an cesarean. That's a very common question that is asked to me. So now I'm going to explain in detail what is the procedure in IUI. So as I said, we do the follicular monitoring. We find the day it's been ruptured. So once it's ruptured by scan, we ask the male partner to go to the lab and give his sample. As I specified before, the sample will be washed and the sperm count in the sample has to be more than 10 million for us to even go ahead and try the IUI. That's one thing. Next thing would be once he gives the sample, it will take about an hour for them to process and give it back to him. By the time we will ask the female partner to uh, empty her bladder come down, stay in a position which is called a slithotomy, comfortably lie down, we will cover her, we will have to hold on to the uh, lip of the cervix. That is done gently, we hold on to the lip of the cervix. Once the male partner gets us the sperm sample, we will be loading it into the IUI catheter. IUI catheter 
will look something like a pen refill. That is the maximum thickness of it. So once that is done, we will be cleaning the uh, cervix. If there is any mucus, we'll be cleaning it with a with saline solution. And then we will gently hold the cervix and gently insert the catheter into the uterus. And once we know the catheter is inside, then we will, like how you push an injection, we will be pushing the sperm directly into the uterus. Now post this, depending on whichever side the rupture has happened, either right side or the left, left ovary, we'll ask them to turn that side and lie down for about 20 minutes. And once that is done, we generally put a vaginal progesterone gel and then we give them supplements, progesterone supplements to be followed for the next 14 days and then they can be asked to go home. So this requires no admission discharge process. The whole thing takes only about uh, 20 minutes. Now the chances where an IUI cycle gets cancelled. So few things where it gets cancelled is when the cervix is thick and we are not able to push the catheter inside. There are different methods we use to make sure the catheter goes in but there are conditions in which it does not go in. So we won't be able to do the same way. When the uh, post-wash sample is less than 10 million, it does not help us again. These are the two reasons in which we may not be able to do an IUI in that particular setting. So I hope I have answered all your uh, queries and see you soon with a different topic to discuss. Until then, stay happy, stay blessed.